0: The following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. We have no reason to think that she has some kind of a learning disability. So the school district wouldn't test me. And my parents had to pay for outside testing and got a lot, a lot of outside testing and found out that I had dyslexia and ADHD. And then when we went back to the school, they said there was nothing wrong with me. My parents were just pushy parents and that they <sighs> were not going to provide any services um, because they didn't have any services because they didn't have any children who had a learning disability or ADHD in their school, which is very convenient when you don't test anybody.
1: Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of two kids and a career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more. At evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to this week's episode of Two Kids and a Career. I'm your host, Jill Devine. And i I had to have this week's guest on because in her bio it said she's a brunch enthusiast. I mean, I, we don't have to talk about anything else, Alex Gilbert. We can just talk about that.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. I love the brunch.
1: Oh my gosh, it's one of the most I feel like underrated meals. I mean, you can have the best of both worlds, and just uh, and then not eating anything for the rest of the day. It's a, it's amazing.
0: It's the best, and actually, my husband and I love brunch so much that when we got married, we decided we were doing a brunch wedding because we were like, nobody does brunch and it's the best meal. Why why aren't we doing this? And then I realized that people don't do brunch weddings because you have to start getting ready at
1: like 4 (laughs) a.m.
0: But the food was fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah. Tell me some of your favorite brunch items.
0: Oh, I mean, first, it's good to have, you know, the standard eggs and, you know, protein. But... Every good brunch for me has to start with a really good cappuccino or a good like cup of coffee. That just like mm. sets the table, literally. And french toast or pancakes, like some kind of specialty something. I like my husband and I joke, we always need a table set of pancakes or table set of waffles or french toast that everyone shares so that you can get a taste of it in addition yes. to all the other good stuff.
1: I was going to say that my brunch definitely has to include a Bloody Mary and all oh, the yes. toppings. So. Yeah. That was the <laughs> and this well. gravy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, actually, I did not ask you to come on so that we could talk about brunch, even though that would be <laughs> because, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are a New Yorker. Tell I me am. about uh, that. Born and raised? Born and raised
0: in New York, um, I feel like that comes with a personality of um, I'm I'm a tough cookie. You know, yeah. nothing gets past me. And I feel like that that's why you have to kind of put that stamp on there of that born and bred New Yorker mentality. I love that about myself. And I, I feel like that that's I when you're from New York, you feel that. And when you go elsewhere, people here in New York and they're like, oh, OK, like this is the kind of person I'm dealing with. Like, straight to the point. Like, let's get going.
1: Yes, let's do this. Uh, it's funny because I know that this. Well, well, I will defend you if I say anything about the Yankees because I know you're a Mets fan.
0: I am a Mets fan, and <laughs> trust me, I have heard everything under the sun about the Yankees. So,
1: well, you'll get this fine. then because I am a born and. Raised here in St. Louis and a obviously Cardinals fan. And uh, one time, yes. Yeah, so you, yeah, you get it. And but I have loved the like I, I bought a New York Yankees hat and I wore it one time, which was a mistake <laughs> because the amount of people that were like, I can't believe that you're a diehard Cardinals fan you're born and raised here and you're wearing a Yankees cap. I said, no, my point of wearing this is, is I can appreciate legendary ball clubs. Like you can't deny that or argue that. And so it just makes me laugh because either you're okay with it or you are, there's no middle ground. Like it's either, yeah, I get that. That's, that's good. Or nope, you're a traitor. You need to go away. So I have yet to wear my Yankees (laughs) ever since (laughs)
0: my my annoyance with people wearing Yankees hats is if you go to a Mets game that is not playing the Yankees and you wear a Yankee hat you're like what are you doing here you do not belong like you could have left that hat behind that's more that would be where I would get offended
1: right I get it I get it well I just wanted to bring that up. I just want to see what your, your thoughts were. And and saying that you're a Mets fan, I knew that you would probably appreciate the Cardinals yeah. reference as well. Yeah. So I was really excited to talk to you because in this podcast, obviously two kids in your career, it speaks that I have two kids and I have a right. career. But we've talked a lot about different parenting tips and resources. We've talked about different... Uh, ways to groom ourselves as better mothers and things like that. And I don't think we have ever talked about what we're going to talk about today. And that is when you are an adult and you are diagnosed with, let's just say what you've been diagnosed with, dyslexia and ADHD, and how you are supposed to do life. It is mm. easy for me to sit here and talk about kids and giving the resources about kids because that's, again, a lot of things that we talk about in the podcast. But I was like, man, I am missing a mark here. What about those moms? What about those dads that are struggling? And how, as our you know significant other or family member, do we support that? and help that. So I would love for you to kind of go back and start with your diagnosis and then we'll talk about what you're doing now.
0: Sure. So first of all, I'm really excited to be here. I didn't even say that, but I am really excited to be here and talk to all of you. And I am a new mom and I feel like a lot of what I'm about to share comes from a new mom perspective. So I should, you know, preface with that. Um,
1: Well, wait, now tell me about Yes. Your new mom. Like, how old yes. is your child?
0: My daughter is five months
1: old. Oh yeah, you're definitely new mom. Yeah, like all very right. Very
0: much new mom phase, crazy <laughs> the whole nine. Um, which comes with a lot of executive functioning tasks, but I will talk about all that in a minute. In terms of my story and how I was diagnosed, um, I will say before I even say any of that, I come from tremendous privilege. So my diagnosis. I was eight years old and I was in school and kind of getting by. I would memorize everything under the sun. And then I started to realize when we had chapter books that I wasn't reading. I was was memorizing everything. And my mom was packing me for a camp and she said to me, like, oh, do you want to pack any books? And I looked at her and I laughed and said, why? I can't read. And she was like, wait, Mm -hmm. what? what? Like, I knew you didn't like to read. I didn't realize you felt like you couldn't. And I said, straight up, I could not read. And my parents were so confused. They went and started talking to my teachers. And my teachers said, you know, we have no idea what you're talking about. Alex is really talkative, which is ADHD. <laughs> she participates in class, which is also part of my ADHD. She's really intelligent. She She's so articulate. That's part of my, you know, my dyslexia. There's nothing wrong. We have no reason to think that she has some kind of a learning disability. So the school district wouldn't test me, and my parents had to pay for outside testing and got a lot, a lot of outside testing and found out that I had dyslexia and ADHD. And then when we went back to the school, they said there was nothing wrong with me. My parents were just pushy parents and that they were not going to provide any services um, because they didn't have any services, because they didn't have any children who had a learning disability or ADHD in their school, which is very convenient when you don't test anybody. So um, yeah, we had to move and we moved to a brand new school district who is known for their special education services. And I had services all the way through college. So my story is very unique in that sense because most of the people that I work with are newly diagnosed in, I would say within the last five years. Some of which, because their children are getting diagnosed and they're reading these symptoms and saying, Oh my god, that's me. How did no one pick up on this? So, that's been a lot of conversations that I have daily with people, and I have a different perspective because I have gone through this whole system of having an individualized education program called an IEP, and I've gone through meetings, I've had resources all the way through school. I know what that looks like, but the challenge is that there's a lot of services for kids and for families and for parents, and there's nothing for adults. So when you are the adult who is being diagnosed for the first time and saying, now what? There's nothing. And that's why I really wanted to find a way to support people who are going through this phase of life of how do you manage in your day-to-day as a parent or as someone who is in the workplace, there are are so many elements of that that are different than the resources in which I had as a student. And I really struggled in the beginning of my career because I didn't have that support anymore. And I didn't know what that looked like. So there is just a whole dichotomy of anxiety, depression, mental health awareness that comes with this. There's a lot of misdiagnosis that happens with a lot of adults who were diagnosed with anxiety, depression, or maybe even bipolar, or maybe even uh, eating disorders or disordered eating, and they think that that's solely what it is alone when it really is a combination of ADHD or learning disability and masking for all of these years and coping with all this by yourself
1: okay, well, then where do you even begin as an adult? Now, (laughs) (laughs) do you have all those answers, Alex?
0: (laughs) I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, Because I want people to know that they are not alone. And as I was saying, there are so many people who are being diagnosed as adults. And the right question is, where do I start? And where you start is getting to know this version of you and unpacking a lot of what you have been struggling with, whether it's with a therapist or with a coach to figure out what are your needs and how can you build structure around those needs so that you can complete those day-to-day tasks or complete the you know, bigger goals that you have and feel supported by advocating for those needs.
1: I think one thing that comes to mind as you're speaking is not only with children, but with adults, there's been a lot of, oh, people just want to throw out this diagnosis or these letters or these acronyms, and really, they don't know what they're talking about. And what would you say to that? Because I believe that sometimes it is easy to if you haven't had a professional diagnosis or evaluation that it is easy to be like, oh, that's my uh, ADD kicking in or what have you. I I just want to know when do you kind of, I guess, intervene or when is it something that it's like, no, 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 this is a for real thing?
0: So one, I would say anyone who's listening to this and feeling like, oh my goodness, this really resonates with me. You're not alone in how you're feeling. This is what's happening a lot on TikTok and Instagram reels that people are hearing all of the symptoms and things that I can talk about that they realize are not just them. This is part of a larger disorder that is making everything that we're gonna talk about much more challenging. I should also say that there is this I don't know. I want to say a badge of honor for this idea that being busy and being Mm. a busy bee um, and managing and balancing everything is the goal. And Mm -mm. society sets up moms and parents in particular to say, you should be able to work a full-time job, come home and be a full-time parent and be good at all of those things all the time. And there's no in between. And Sometimes even people have those things and then do additional like side hustles and they're so burnt out. There's that. And then there is the inability to do some very simple, what I should say in quotes, simple executive functioning tasks. So there's three different types of ADHD. One is inattentive, which is usually what a lot of women are diagnosed with. They're kind of spacey. They're not really paying attention to something. Maybe that's who you were in school. Usually very, very bright. And all of these diagnoses has absolutely no bearing on intelligence whatsoever, just how your brain is wired. But you are just internalizing a lot of this and you can't necessarily focus. Hyperactive is someone who's super talkative, really outgoing, kind of the like go getter, the one who everyone is just drawn to because they are just so much fun. Um, They're kind of messy. They're just kind of all over the place. Then there's somebody like me who's combined where you can be inattentive and hyperactive kind of at the same time where you could sit there and be a little spacey, but your mind is racing at a million miles a minute, as is my mouth as I'm talking and extra talkative. And you're Running on that, but when you are no longer in that hyper mode, you crash really, really hard. These are parts of what I'm describing as ADHD, and there's a lot more symptoms that I can discuss, but I'm curious as because I've been talking a lot. What <laughs> is it that you are curious about, or what direction did you want to discuss that I can, you know, talk more about?
1: I'm going to hit pause on this week's conversation to talk to you about one of the sponsors of the podcast, Evoke Creative. And this might sound silly to you if you've been listening to this podcast for quite some time. Um, I am currently looking at their website, evokecco.com. And the reason why it may sound silly is like, wait, Jill, you have been talking about Evoke for how many years has it been? Uh, About almost four years. Anyway, I'm on their website because I always like to know what's new with them and what they're up to. And specifically, I want to talk about the team. So Evoke Creative, first of all, business, design, marketing, that's what they do. They love helping small business owners. They love being able to take a vision that you may have and put it to life, whether that's through a logo or a website or a book cover design, whatever. Whatever they got you covered. And when I was looking at their team, I expected to only see a couple of ladies on there, specifically Tiffany and Crystal, the founders of Evoke Creative and two of my best friends. And then Clara, who has been one of my interns forever. But then I started seeing this amazing list of women, Devin, Amanda, CJ, Laura, Karina, oh my gosh, the amount of joy that I have for Tiffany and Crystal and the team just to be able to grow and expand it and be able to help others. That's what it's about. That's what they want to do for you. They want your about page to continue to grow. And they can help do that when you get a hold of them. So, evokecco.com for more information. They give you a complimentary consultation. They make sure they take care of you. And I just encourage you to check them out. Again, evokecco.com. All right, let's get back to this week's conversation. Well, one thing that you mentioned, the whole busyness, and I I mean, that is just a common theme for so many people. And it's mm-hmm. becoming a common theme that we are starting to talk more about, even on this podcast. Like last season, I had quite a few Women come on and talk about how, you know, being busy is not cool. Like it's not the thing to do. And it hit me this past holiday season more than it's ever hit me before. And it's, I I think that I was able to sit down and reflect because my youngest daughter, her birthday is in the middle of December. Mm -hmm. And You have Christmas programs for school and then you have the birthday party and then you have the Christmas celebrations with family and friends. And it is a lot. And it did make me think like this is what we talk about every single year with the holidays, making sure that we appreciate it and the hustle and the bustle. So that kind of struck a chord with me when you said that, um, because I did, I mean, my husband and I sat down and talked and I said, not only does our schedule need to do different things as we move forward with our kids getting older and their schedules, but specifically the holidays. And then I was thinking about it, like, I'm like, okay, all these things that you said were the, the symptoms you know, do I fit in that category? Maybe, maybe not a little bit, but my husband has been diagnosed and this is something that he has struggled with. And as a spouse, if I think what's hard is like, we never have had that sit down conversation with, let's say a, a doctor where the doctor can put into words like, Hey, this is what your husband is going through or, or let's word it so that it makes sense to you. Uh, I mean, my husband and I've talked about it and I try to support and do what I can, but sometimes I just don't understand.
0: Right. I mean, first, I I also want to go back to that level of burnout that a lot of people feel by the time they get to the holidays. It's like (laughs) full steam ahead, full steam ahead. And then you stop and you're just like, oh my God, I don't know if the vacation came at the right time or am I so burnt out? because I knew it was coming. Like it it is just like this constant back and forth. And I also, I talk about this all the time that we have this idea in our head that if we power through that it's better for us when I really feel like we should be empowered to be okay with taking breaks, not just, you know, a few times a year, but really taking breaks throughout our day and our week to kind of check in with ourselves and say, what do I need? Is powering through going to be better for me in the long run, sometimes it's not because you just, you tend to make more mistakes or you just do too much and you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. And you are not enjoying those moments because you, your mind and body are in a totally different state. So there's that. But in terms of what you can do to support a spouse who has or a significant other or maybe even a child who has some kind of a learning disability or adhd is give them moments to communicate what their needs are and they will likely even struggle to say what their needs are they might you might say hey how can i help and they would say i don't know the truth is they know but We need to pull out what they know. So you could say, you know, my husband and I always joke, I am the world's worst decision maker when it comes to food. Like I (laughs) cannot for the life of me decide what we are going to eat. And he has done this from the very beginning of us dating. He would say, "Okay, Alex, what do you not want to eat? And I'm like, "Okay, I don't want. I don't want burgers. We had those the other night. And I start going through all the things that I do not want to eat. And then I can start to say, now I'm in the mood for this. We have to kind of ask questions that are leading in a way Mm. to get them to express what they do need. You know, I, I was just talking to a client about how they have a basket at their front door for all of their shoes and like their book bags and all this other stuff. And they were like, my kids follow it. And my husband leaves keys elsewhere. And I find shoes over there. And it's like, <laughs> what doesn't he get? We like, we leave everything at the front door and it's a, and I, I had to say, I'm like, okay, but where does he naturally flow? Where does he naturally want to drop things off? Can we put something in that place instead? Because he will, put it away and maybe your kids can follow this pattern because you've said it for them and you did it with them, but we need to participate together and figure out what works for both of you and what works for your kids might also be different.
1: All right. I have a question. I don't know if this is uh, polarizing or not, but about medication. Um, thoughts? no thoughts? What are you thinking?
0: My my thoughts are anything that will make you feel better is always a good idea, but I will tell you that medication is not the end-all, be-all, cure-all scenario. Um, I personally have never taken ADHD medications. I have taken anti-anxiety depression medications before. So I do understand some element of that chemical compound that changes. And it can be life-changing for so many people. But you need to have the right dosage. You need to have the right professional who can sit and discuss it with you. And that time, that combination of medication might change over time. And you might have different needs at different points in your life and that's okay, which is why you need to have someone that you trust that you can talk to about this pretty frequently. But it is, again, it's not the only thing that is going to give you the support that you need. In fact, it's going to help you focus a little more on your tasks, but if you don't have the ability to create the structure that you need, the medication is only going to go so far. And a lot of people that I've spoken to who were diagnosed younger were kind of put on medication and kind of like hands clean, like they're done, they're cured. And it's, that's not how it works. You, There is no cure for ADHD or some of these learning disabilities. Your brain is just wired differently. And you have to Use the muscles in your brain to work efficiently in the way that makes sense to you, not try and force yourself into a structure that works for somebody else. So that you might find that that medication works better when you start working with a coach and find strategies that really help you thrive in ways that make sense
1: for you. Okay, well, speaking of coaching that's what you're doing. And you have taken what you've learned and what you've experienced it, and you want to help others. And what I think is so cool about what you're doing, I mean, you want individuals, not just personal life, but their careers and personal life, to be able to be at their highest potential. And like I think that's super cool because that you mentioned career too, because so many times we are so focused on our personal and what's happening at home and fixing that first. But if we are given the tools that we need for our career to even go to our boss and say, Hey, this is what works for me. This is how I'm going to succeed or be at my best. Then everybody wins. So can you first of all talk about that the whole process like what you do your your strategy and and the name of the the business and then we'll make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you
0: <laughs> sure so the reason i came up with the name of my business it's called cape a consulting c-a-p-e and it was for a few reasons one I'm dyslexic and spell everything wrong. And I actually thought that's how you spelled capable. So that was one.
1: Uh, two, I'm not laughing because I, um, I, I mean,
0: it's it just, that's it is really what it was. <laughs> Honestly, I like wrote it out and my, and my husband and my sister looked at it and I was like, yeah, capable consulting. And they're like, oh, that's clever because it's like Cape and it's spelled wrong. And I was like, wait, what? I didn't, I literally <laughs> didn't know. Um, so, but two, I wanted people to see their Cape. And see that they had superpowers and they had this tremendous strength within them. And I wanted them to feel capable of accomplishing their goals. Because a lot of people, when they find out that they have a learning disability or ADHD, they feel really defeated and frustrated and feel like they can't reach their highest potential because of this diagnosis. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. I'm not here to tell you that your frustration isn't real. It is. It is real its its something to manage every day. And that can be very exhausting, but you are capable of so much. And I've been working in program and leadership development for well over a decade. I've trained thousands of leaders um, in a number of different ways. And I was thinking about this the other day, how I had growing up what we called an IEP or an individualized education program. And here I was having an individualized education program to help me succeed in school. And then we're expecting adults to figure it out on their own. And I am Mm. essentially that person to give them that feedback and that support. Because when I coach people, I think of it as best practices versus best principles, because best practices assumes that everyone can do the exact same thing and end up with the same results, which you don't. You try a million different Tactics of what might help your ADHD in the workplace or at home, and none of them work for you. And then you look at it and you're like, I'm a failure. This works for everybody, but it doesn't work for me. And then, you know, here goes the cycle. Whereas I look at this in best principles and say, we have the same goal in mind, and how we're going to get there is actually going to make more sense to you. We're creating strategies that are specific to your needs so that you can go into those conversations with a boss or with your team at work and say, these are my needs and how can we work together to help me succeed and help them look good, help you look good and yeah. give you you know overall job satisfaction and that because it's not a it's not a switch where you can turn it on and off as you like walk out the door in the morning or at night. It's it's with you at all times.
1: Yeah, I Even something that you said before that about the medication and that you, it's a constant work with your brain. It's not something that, you know, you can just let go. And I think that that's what's really interesting to make sure we highlight. Because if you do think that, then you are also going to miss out on some opportunities, some really awesome opportunities for yourself.
0: And that's one of those things that I always talk about in terms of our skills, because people with learning disabilities or ADHD have amazing natural abilities, and we miss out on those because we are trying to fit in someone else's structure that doesn't work for us. So I'll give you an example. In my last job before before COVID, I was hired specifically because I was dyslexic and had ADHD, because the Mm -hmm. way I think... And the way I learn and organize and can create structure is so different than other people that I was really one of the only people who could do this job to the point where they offered it to me six times. I turned it down five times and they kept saying to me, Alex, you are the only person to do this job. I have this ability to see the big picture and the little details all at once. I'm creative. I can pull things out of people and And make things approachable and digestible on a multitude of levels. That is very unique to people who have learning disabilities or ADHD, this creative mindset. That's why a lot of them, a lot of people who have learning disabilities or ADHD are actually entrepreneurs because they can simplify things that are very complicated and make things easier for a lot of people. And so that's right under our nose and that's what I want to pull out of people. That's those skills that are naturally something that you do instead of doing something that's really hard in your job all the time, do something that's challenging that you enjoy, that you're good at.
1: And, you know, let's start normalizing that a little bit more. Let's start saying instead of, you know, focusing on these disabilities and that that wouldn't work for your business or what have you, like tap into those, mm-hmm. tap into what those great things are. So when you start to talk about learning disabilities, you say, Oh, that may be so, but because of that, this is what you can get. Like n- and now we've got to start doing that.
0: We have to start doing that. But a lot of people feel very uncomfortable sharing that they have a learning disability or ADHD in the interview process or even while they're at the job itself, because they don't want people to see themselves, they don't want people to see them as incapable or less than or stupid or whatever negative connotation you can add with having a disability. And there is this level of shame because people don't necessarily understand the disability itself and what their needs are. So there is a number of different ways You can advocate for what your needs are in order to get the best version of you in those jobs. But there's also ways to interview and do jobs that are already fitting that skill set and asking the right questions to make sure that this place is going to give you the support that you need to do all of those things.
1: I just really, (laughs) I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, but I'm like really frustrated now about disabilities And the negative connotation on them, like, you know, anytime somebody has something wrong with them, it's a negative, man, everybody has something wrong with them, wrong with them in just a a general sense of whether your thyroid is not working the normal way, quote unquote, normal way, or you're dyslexic, like, it's just, it's just so frustrating, because I just want to get away from those negative thoughts and the stigma, like, come on, let's, it sorry. It is
0: really, no, it, <laughs> I, look, I get it. And it is, it is really hard and it's really frustrating, which is why I tell people who don't necessarily feel comfortable disclosing any of that, that understand that people are advocating for their needs for a variety of different reasons. Maybe you were a parent and you had to be home at a certain time to pick up your child from from daycare. Maybe you had a disability. Maybe you are taking care of a sick relative. Maybe you just have too long of a commute and need to work from home so that you can be more efficient in your job. Whatever the case is that you are advocating for, everyone's doing it. So it's okay to advocate for your needs in order to get the best out of you. And they want to benefit from that too.
1: And i understand. and It may have sounded insensitive on my part that I was thinking people wouldn't want to talk about it. No, I, I do. I understand not wanting to come forward and say those things. I totally get it. So I definitely wanted to say that. Well, I know that you have so much to offer individuals who are sitting here going, yes, I need this. So let's talk about how people can reach you and what you're able to offer them.
0: Sure. So I have a number of different services, but you can find them on my website, which again, I spell CAPE, C-A-P-E, CapableConsulting.com. You can follow me on social media for... Instagram and TikTok, it's I am capable, C A P E, capable. And LinkedIn and Facebook, it's Capable Consulting LLC, again, C A P E. But some of the services that I offer are one on one coaching and different courses, including, you know, making a job transition to help you find the right job for your needs and your skill set so that you're not necessarily burnt out. I have courses which I offer calls declutter your life, which literally every parent under the sun feels like they're constantly (laughs) looking at clutter, but I am finding ways to help you declutter your mind and your space so that it is fantastic. Yes, it's great. And I do it in a way that I ask you questions that make sense for you. So this is a great activity. A lot of my clients have told me they've done this with their families where they ask themselves, okay, you know, here was that dropping your shoes at the front door scenario why are you not dropping it off there it's like okay well I naturally go here so I walk you through a number of different ways to declutter your space from your phone to your you know your closet to everything in between so I have a bunch of those courses and again my one-on-one coaching which I offer to help walk you through whether it's you know, workspace related things or it's stuff with home and trying to manage your schedule. As I said, I'm a new parent and there's a lot of executive functioning tasks that come with being a parent and it can be really exhausting and you can feel really burnt out. So I am here to support you through whatever part of your journey you are in.
1: I will have everything on the show notes at jilldevine.com and uh, link up there so that people know how to get a hold of you. Alex, thank you for taking something that could have maybe been a deterrent and turning it into something so cool to help others. That's really awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: As we wrap up talking to Alex and just Reflecting on how cool it is to see so many women become small business owners and just kick in butt like Alex is. And also like Crystal and Tiffany, the founders of Evoke Creative. So I just want to highlight them one more time as a sponsor of the podcast podcast. It is so cool to see what they're doing and it is so cool to see how they're helping so many other small business owners. And if you're in the market for a website or a new logo or a website refresh, or you just need a social media strategy, you don't know where to go, what to do, how to have it work, Evoke Creative can help you. They have grown their team significantly and they are here to help. I I just can't emphasize that enough. So if you would like more information, you want to know what they can do to help you. Oh, and, and I need to add no job is too small for them go to evokecco.com. and if you go to jilldevine.com you can see what they've done for me they designed my website and logo and color palette and all that wonderful stuff and when you're at jilldevine.com you can catch every single episode of two kids and a career as well as all of my social media handles so head there jilldevine.com and get connected as always i'd like to thank you for your support of two kids and a career